Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the All Nine Yards podcast. My name is Luke Lunder. I'm joined, as I am every time, by Caleb Arthur, and we're here to break down week 13 of the NFL season. Caleb, we had all kinds of action this one. We had blowouts. We had close games. We had fantastic finishes. We had a Brock Purdy sighting, which I know you're you're very elated to talk about later on. Uh, but man, this week had it all, even down to Monday night, which is usually sometimes a stinker was actually a pretty good game in the last like quarter. So we'll start, uh, we'll just, we'll start at the one o'clock game as we usually do. We'll go uh chronological order here. We'll, we'll jump on the Titans and the Eagles first, because it feels like, um, there's a very obvious game to start with. I like guess it's not in the one o'clock window, but we'll get to that when we get to that, but we'll start with the Titans and the Eagles first, Caleb. Um, this was a, you know, a tough showing for you Titans fan. Uh, but the Eagles looked like the better team, especially in the second half. Jalen Hurts played very well. I've been critical of him, and I still think he has some skills to unlock, but he played very, very well. Uh, so I'm going to give him credit. But Caleb, uh, enough about the Eagles. The Titans are all of a sudden seven and five. They've lost two in a row. How confident are you feeling that this team can win a playoff game at this stage? I mean, I'm not super confident. They'll probably get the four seed. So then you're looking at the five seed, which is probably going to be like the Dolphins, mm-hmm. maybe the Ravens or something like that. I think one of those teams, I mean, are beatable, but, you know, they're probably at this point a little bit better. But I think right now the main concern with the Titans is just the offensive line. It was yeah. really bad. It's hurting the run game. And, of course, Tannehill's just not getting much protection. So I think that if that doesn't improve, then I don't really see this team going anywhere. But the Eagles, you know, after the Chiefs lost, which I'm sure you'll love to talk about, mm-hmm. you ha- I think you have to say the Eagles are the best team in the league. I mean, they're 11 and one. They yeah. they dominated a Titans team that's still good, and, and you know they look like. I mean, maybe they'll lose one more game this season, but they have looked really good the last couple of weeks. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I think in terms of regular season ability, this Eagles team is is the best in the league. I mean, they their offense is wildly efficient. Jalen Hurts is doing a very, very good job within the scheme. He's making the throws he needs to make. Uh, they're running the ball very, very well, and the defense has stepped up. Um, after a couple kind of shaky weeks from the defense, it stepped up um, again against this Titans offense that has kind of struggled in the last couple of outings. So the Eagles are, I think, definitely the best team in the NFL right now. Um, and like you said, the losses for them in the second half, or second half, losses for them in the last five weeks, you know, they're not abundant. They go on the road to play the Giants, which is a game Jalen Hurts actually hasn't won uh, in his two years as a starter. He has not beaten the Giants on the road. Um, Bears on the road, another very, very winnable game. Cowboys on the road, that's kind of like the marquee matchup, I think, between now and the end of the season. That's going to be the Eagles' best test to see where they stand versus postseason um, talent. And then, you know, they have the Saints and the Giants. So really the Cowboys are the only super, super good team they're playing from here on out. But uh, you know, can't sleep on the Giants, but the Cowboys are are definitely a, a top three team in the NFC and are the best team the Eagles are going to be playing from here on out. So that game will be very, very integral to how we see this team stacking up against its competition. On the Titans side of things, Caleb, I mean, it's just starting to be like a weird season in Tennessee. They just fired their general manager, uh, John Robinson. I mean, I, this is like weird timing, but I guess it makes sense. Like you're not satisfied with the record. Vrabel, however, again, coach, just he coaches so well. Um, he's just a really, really good head coach. So, uh, we'll see what they can do. I mean, Jags next Sunday, that should be a very, very winnable game for them. Um, chargers on the road, a a good barometer test for them, Caleb, I think to see if they're, if how they stack up against the league QBs, they also have to play the Cowboys. Um, but that game's at least on, I think, uh, I think a Thursday at home. Yeah. Yeah. Or it might be a Saturday, but it's not on a Sunday. I know that much. Um, so that should be a pretty solid show. And then, you know, Jags, but 
Um, this Titans team can still make noise. I think they're going to win the division, but I just, I am having more and more doubts about them winning a playoff game, even if they're the home team, uh, especially like you said, they might play the Dolphins, maybe the Bengals or the Ravens. So um, this Titans team, some concern, but we'll see how they can respond against uh, a, probably a very inferior opponent next week in the Jags. Speaking of the Jags, Caleb, we were going to have to get here eventually during the one o'clock games, the Detroit lions agenda. It is back. It is thriving, and it never left, baby. Amon Ross St. Brown, 114, two touchdowns on 11 catches. DeAndre Swift, a touchdown, 62 yards on 14 carries. Uh, Jamal Williams had a really good game against scored a touchdown. Jared Goff, the week I trade him away in fantasy, goes 31 for 41 for 340 and two touchdowns. Just prime indoor at-home Jared Goff stats. But Caleb, I obviously could talk about the Lions forever, but what did you think of this, frankly, this drubbing from Detroit? I mean, it was impressive, and, and they're starting to kind of look like the Detroit that we saw. You know, they had a great offense the first few weeks, and then it kind of went down a little bit, but it's really come back the past couple of weeks. So I think that's good to see. Mm-hmm. Um, You look at the clo- the few close losses they had, and you said, man, if we could have won one of those, we'd be right there in the playoff hunt. So mm-hmm. I still don't think their playoff odds are great, but they're actually favored against the Vikings on Sunday, which is really surprising. So if they could steal that one, then they're in it. I mean, that's the hardest game left on their schedule. So if they can pull off that one, then you absolutely have to say they're a playoff contender. But, I mean, their offense has been great, and their defense the past couple of weeks is, looks like it's improving. So I think might be a little bit too late, but I think now Jamison Williams back as well. They're definitely building on something for next year, even if they can't get it done this year. Yeah. Um, this was a very, very good win by Detroit. I mean, JMO came back. He didn't even play that much. Um, so they'll probably fully integrate him into the game plan against the Vikings. But it is interesting, Caleb, but their favorite against the Vikings, which is funny because the Vikings are 10 and 2. But I mean, they have to, to be to be very, very realistic. If they want to guarantee themselves a spot in the playoffs, they have to win out. They can really only afford like their margin of error is one more loss. If they lose two more games, they're done. Um, yeah. But hey, I mean, Vikings at home, you're favored. Who knows? Jets on the road, not the best QB situation. Uh, Panthers on the road, again, not an ideal QB situation, not a very great team. Bears at home, you've beaten them already this year. Packers on the road, you've beaten them already this year. It, I just, it's not, it's not over till it's over. It's not over till it's over. Is all I'm saying. I mean, the Detroit team could still go on a bit of a run. I mean, a ten wins is is very unlikely. There's no way they'd end the year on a six game winning streak. I hope I'm jinxing it by saying that. But no, yeah, they looked really good. Jared Goff looked comfortable, which is key. They finally had all their offensive pieces. You know, they traded T.J. Hawkins in a way, but I had, they finally had all their offensive pieces back. They were firing on all cylinders. They were cooking, um, and it's clear they put up forty points. They looked really good. The defense too looked fantastic. They made. I mean, obviously Trevor Lawrence had a bit of an injury scare but they still made his life very very hard and the the battle for inconsistency with trevor lawrence continues because after an impressive showing probably the best game of his young career against baltimore he comes onto the road against detroit he doesn't have a great game and it leads me to be a little bit concerned about him long term especially with the injury that was a little scary but uh we'll see what he can do next week against the titans i mean it's not really a favorable matchup against Vrabel, but you never know what the young guy could do um, but the Lions are five and seven, uh, three and four at home. They're looking a little stingy and they will be playing the Vikings next week, as we mentioned, who uh, barely held on uh, for a, a close win over the Mike White led New York Jets. Caleb, this was a game that was a lot closer than I was honestly expecting it to be. I thought this was going to be a flex your muscles game for Minnesota. Uh, but Mike White, I mean, stats don't show up, but he looked pretty good again. Um, the Jets scored 22 points, almost came back in the second half. Uh, what did you make for this game, Caleb? Yeah, I mean, I didn't watch a ton of it because the I, you know, was looking at the game 
because I saw the Vikings were up 20 to 3, and I was like, oh, you know, it's going to be a blowout. But the Jets were able to come back, and they had multiple chances at the end of the game to take a lead, but they just couldn't get it done. So the Vikings hang on, and I don't know. I mean, for the Vikings side, it's really strange because I think they're good. I mean, they're 10 and 2, so they're good to some extent, but. I mean, they win pretty much every game close. I don't know if that's luck, but I think it's also partly skill because it's happened so many times. So Mm -hmm. I don't know what to make of this Vikings team. We both like them quite a bit uh, heading into the season, and I think they're even doing better than we expected. But I don't know. The Jets, they're still in the playoff hunt. I mean, so the AFC, I think we can both agree, has like at this point six playoff locks. But then it kind of gets to the point where the seventh seed is wide open. I wouldn't even be shocked if the seven seeds eight and nine looking at the mm-hmm. schedules. Um, so the Jets are very much in it. I think if they can win two more games, they should feel good about their spots. So it's going to be really interesting for them down to the stretch if, to see if they can get in. Yeah, I, I think it'll be interesting. Again, this this AFC playoff race is very, very tight. Um, so this this would have been a really, really nice win for the Robert Sala uh, fight in Robert Sala's. Um, but again, it was a good hang by the Vikings. They did a very, very good job for hanging on to another close win. I mean, um, their two losses aren't great. Uh, the Cowboys blow out especially, but the Eagles game did come on the road. Um, and that was early in the season. Uh, but outside of that, they've done a very good job of closing games out, which is funny to say because you, they get this fraud moniker thrown around a lot. And I don't think they're as good as their record indicates. Um, but they, they've looked, you know, they've looked better than like you the average fraud you'd say because i mean they're they're yeah those games they're 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 jumping out to a lead they're not needing they're not needing like desperate last second comebacks outside of the bills um to win games they're they're getting ahead and they're staying ahead um i I mean all these wins are close all these wins are close but they're they're winning them like you said it's probably a skill thing at this point because if they're winning these close games it shows they're a mature team i mean they have not had a win that's more than one score all year outside of the Packers game in week one, which is kind of weird to say. Um, but, you know, this is still a pretty solid team, um, and, and they have a pretty easy schedule from here on out. So I feel good about them, uh, you know, getting a pretty high seed in the NFC. Hey, they could be the one seed, Caleb. They could win out, and maybe the Eagles and the Vikings kind of hurt each other. Um, not Eagles and Vikings, even the Cowboys. But, yeah, the Jets, meanwhile, like you said, they're really trying to sneak in in this situation because you look at their schedule. They're at the Bills. That's going to be probably a loss. There's no way they, they sweep the Bills. Versus the Lions, which, you know, I that could really go either way, in my opinion, especially if the Lions offense keeps cooking. Versus the Jags, they should win that. Um, it is it is a short week, but they should win that. Um, then it's at the Seahawks, you know, again, really hard game on the road against a pretty good team. I'm not sure if they're going to win at the dolphins, another hard game. So like there's only one game um, from here and out that I think is like a, you can pencil it in for a win. Um, so it's going to be tough for them. But again, Caleb, the magic number in the AFC, I think is still 10 because everyone's just going to beat themselves up. So you just, I you think find if you nine, honestly, I think for the seven seed, I feel yeah. like if you get to nine, you probably in, but yeah, I think not, it's probably nine and tiebreakers, though. That's like, what yeah, no, I nervous. agree. There'll probably be a couple teams that finish nine and eight. Yeah. So I think if you want to guarantee yourself a shot, you need 10. But I mean, nine and tiebreakers could serve well for the Jets. They have a very, very good divisional record um, outside of those two Patriots losses, obviously. Um, but uh, I think they could still do some damage. Um, and you never know. Right now, I don't think they'll make the playoffs. But if they have a really good showing against the Lions and the Jags, 
anything can happen. And especially Caleb, I mean, boom, Lions, Jacks, both at home. He gets a nine. Then all of a sudden it's, you know, tiebreakers to the end and all you need is a win to get in kind of. So you, you feel good. Um, and the, the vibes are probably a lot higher because, you know, the Jets, they, they seem to be a lot more in on Mike White than they ever were on Zach Wilson. So that's good for them. But man, they play in a really good division, Caleb. It's scary to think yeah. that that entire division is still alive in the AFC playoffs. Um, let's see. Let's go to Steelers and the Falcons next. Speaking of still alive, God, Mike Tomlin just will not go away. He just doesn't go. Like, I don't understand. Like, I think we're definitely entering like the Mike Tomlin stretch run, Caleb, where I think he's probably going to be the Ravens next week. And then the Panthers the week after, um, which would put him at seven wins, which is just, just terrifying. I mean, there's a reality where this Steelers team wins four out of the next five. Like and then goes nine and eight. And then goes then, nine and eight. Like I don't yeah. think that's crazy to say because they'll probably split with the Ravens. Even like if Lamar's back, they'll definitely split with the Ravens. If he doesn't come back, they could sweep him. Um, Browns at home last week of the season, you might feel good about that. Uh, Panthers and Raiders both very very winnable games. But this was uh, a gun again. Like it would be nice if Tom Brady could face any competition in this division, but the Falcons just could, don't do that. It seems they've seemed to kind of fallen off. I think you probably need to start turning to Ritter soon. They're on what they've lost four out of their last five. Um, and then they got the Saints, the Ravens cards, and the Bucks to close out the season. That's a pretty rough stretch, but they do have the bye coming up, so that should give them a nice reset. But I mean, Caleb, what'd you think about this uh, slugfest down in Georgia? I mean, it was pretty much what I expected. I thought it'd be a close game. Steelers probably eke out, but like you said, I mean, the Steelers they could get to nine. They could especially get to eight. I actually think they'll probably finish eight and nine, which probably doesn't get them to the playoffs. But mm-hmm. at this point, you never know. And then the Falcons, I do think it's time to turn to Witter. I think. With that loss and now the Bucks pulling one out last night, I think that that division pretty much theirs. But I got to be honest, you know, the Falcons, they're not going to get the first pick. I don't even know if they're going to get a top three pick because they do already have five wins. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I don't. They're definitely not going to get Bryce Young. I don't even know if they'll get CJ Stroud. So at this point, I honestly think if you're the Falcons, you just, you know, if you want to roll with Twitter the rest of this year, that's fine. But I think. They roll with them next year too, and if they're really bad, just get Caleb Williams. Yeah, um, yeah. Is, is, is I think what it's looking like at this point. You know, get a defensive guy, which they need. But I mean, I still have to say the Falcons are a little bit better than I expected them to be. But the Steelers, they just find ways to win, even this year where they're not very good. They've pulled out a couple wins, and and that's what they do. Yeah, it's uh, it's freaky. It's like that. God, Mike Tomlin is. He's going to need to be studied in the lab because the the amount of this stuff he can squeeze out of these teams that aren't good is, is insane. Because, I mean, I, I do what I, mean, I know I just talked about it, that the, the Steelers team could absolutely win nine games. Like, that is so possible for them right now. It's scary to think about. Especially if they beat the Ravens on Sunday, then you're starting to feel good. And as a Bengals fan, I would like that too. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, this was just kind of like, I mean, the Steelers jumped out to a lead. The Falcons cut it close. But, the, I mean, Kenny Pickett looked good again. He He looked good again. Um, so I think we might have to start giving him a little bit of credit because I have I've not been the biggest fan of his. I'm still not sure about his long term validity, but at least after a pretty kind of horrid start, he's looked pretty good um, in his you know last yeah. three games. Even, you know, if you want to crank it back all the way to four, he didn't look great in the, in the Eagles loss. But, you know, he's a QB His QB rating is, is 79, 85, 87, 90. Um, that's pretty good uh, for a four game stretch as a rookie. And he com- comes out with three wins, you know against New Orleans and Indianapolis and Atlanta. He throws a touchdown in the Atlanta and, and he comes out with a touchdown in the Cincinnati game. I thought he played very, very well in that Cincinnati game. His completion percentage is 71 against uh, Indianapolis. It's 57 against Atlanta. It's it's a good 
stretch for Mr. Pickett. Um, so I think this is important for him to build confidence. I, this team probably won't make the playoffs, but I think this is very important uh, for him to build confidence in this game. And yeah, it was just another tough showing from the Falcons. I agree with your Caleb Williams statement. I just think they need to you know, give the keys to Ritter and just see what happens um, because it's clear as much as I love a Mariota isn't really going anywhere with this offense right now. Um, and they're kind of stuck in limbo. So as much as it pains me to think that Tom Brady could get a home playoff game winning seven or eight games, um, it's just kind of looking like that's the reality right now because he just has no competition in that division. So uh, speaking of divisions, we got Packers and Bears again, like death taxes, Aaron Rodgers owning the Bears. Justin Fields, I I like him and completions and yards wise, he looked good, but he had two picks. One of them was pretty bad in the clutch situation. So Caleb, what did you think about this Midwest matchup? I mean, it, the Bears got off to a really nice start, and I thought they were going to do it. And this has been a little bit of concern. I understand the Bears don't have a lot to work with. Justin Fields is still young, and mm-hmm. I think he's he's definitely – nobody can deny he's made strides this year. But, I mean, it is now pretty consistent now. They kind of choke at the end. I mean, you look at this one, the Lions one, they got out – the Lions game, they got off to a great start. Mm-hmm. And then he threw a, a pick six at the end, and it was just not good. So I think that uh, there's still a little bit of concerns there. But for the Packers, again, it's probably too little too late. They probably have to win out to get in, which, I mean, they could technically do, but they do have the Vikings and Dolphins still. Mm-hmm. But I think the good news the good news for the Packers is that Christian Watson has really kind of broken yeah. out. And it looks like he's going to be able to be a wide receiver one in this league. And I think that that – I mean, that's the key thing because when you get rid of Devontae Adams, that was the big question mark. Of the couple, you know, Watson, Dobbs, those guys. Can one of those guys become a wide receiver one? It looks like Watson's going to be just that. So might be a little too late for this season, but I do think I'm seeing things with the Packers that makes me think they'll they'll be improved next season. Yeah, I agree. The Packers are showing some signs. I mean, I still think they should give Jordan Love the keys. I still think he's a better option than Rodgers for next season. But you're right. Christian Watson, his development has been very good for them. He's really turned it around. He's looked very strong. Run game is good as always. And the defense really woke up in the second half. So that's good for them. Um, I'm going to talk fields here for a little bit. Like I said, I like him a lot. and I think he's got a very, very high ceiling. And he's definitely improved. And what we've seen from him absolutely guarantees he should you know, get the keys next year and probably the year after. But his... Track record in clutch situations is starting to concern me a little bit. Every week, it feels like every week he's had an opportunity to win a game with a late drive, and he really never comes through. I mean, yes, that's good for the draft pick, but the the Bears are on a six game losing streak. Um, the the Jets game, yeah, okay, that was a, that was a blowout. They didn't really have hope with that, but Fields wasn't playing. Every other time, except outside of the Cowboys game. Dolphins, he had a chance to win. He had multiple chances to take the lead, and he, and he uh, didn't come through. Lions, he had multiple chances to take the lead, and he didn't come through. In fact, he lost the game on a pretty back-breaking pick six of his. Um, and then the Packers, he had a bunch of drives um, to t- take the lead late in the fourth, and then obviously the Packers ended up icing it with that long touchdown run by Christian Watson late in the fourth. Um, but this was still a chance for Fields to show that he's like you know matured late in games, and I'm just I haven't seen it just yet, which is a little concerning. But again, he's got years ahead of him. Um, I just wanted to draw attention to that because he's been very, very good, but that's an area where I think you'd like to see him improve if you are Chicago. <clears throat> now, uh, a couple other one o'clock games. We'll just bang through these because these were kind of uneventful. Commanders and Giants 2020 tie, second 2020 tie of the year, which is funny. Um, but I mean, Caleb, is it, I think it's very possible both these teams are literally just the exact same and are so evenly matched they had to tie. Uh, but was there anything that stood out to you about this game? I mean, 
Not a lot. I think it was kind of more one that Washington needed to win than the Giants needed to win. So a tie probably favors the Giants in terms of the playoffs. But they play again in two weeks. Got flexed to Sunday night football. I mm-hmm. don't know why. But I guess, I mean, it, it's going to have playoff implications. So whatever. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I think these teams are really evenly matched. And the Giants have kind of come back down to earth a little bit. But, you know, one of these teams is going to make the playoffs and it's going to be probably pretty easy game for whoever gets them but yeah 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 um this should be i mean yeah i think honestly one maybe both these teams make it in which would be kind of weird to say because that means all nfc east teams make it in but i mean the turnaround of the commanders has been very impressive they've they've looked a lot better than i think we all expected them to look Mm -hmm. i think i had them winning five games preseason um Mm -hmm. giants meanwhile again i wasn't very high on them either but they've looked a lot better than expected but uh, they've starting to peter out as of recently. Um, they had a close win against the Texans at home, but then a couple close losses. The Cow- the Lions game wasn't that close, but the Cowboys game, close loss, a tie here. They got the Eagles next week. It would be a really, really good, um, I think, reset, culture reset, like idea change if they can come out on top against the Eagles. They, they've done very, very well against Jalen Hurts um, in New York, or I should say New Jersey in recent years. So we'll see if they can keep that going. But uh, their destiny, they, they kind of control their own destiny, but it, it definitely lies in some tough games because Eagles, Commanders, Vikings, Colts, Eagles is a pretty rough stretch to end the year. Uh, meanwhile, with Washington, I mean, Heineke can just keep playing how he's playing. Brian Robinson's turning a corner. So this offense could be pretty good. Um, they just need to start finding those consistent winning games. I mean, they've played pretty well recently. They're on at what, one, two, three, three, four, five, six, seven. So seven of their last eight have ended in a win or a tie for them, which is pretty good. And their one loss was by three to the Vikings at home, which is, you know, not a bad loss at all. So, you know, they get a bye. They get to go play the Giants again. We'll see what they can do a second time. Um, And then they have the Niners, Browns, and Cowboys to end the year. So not an easy stretch by any means to end the year, but a very, uh, a couple winnable games, especially the Giants and the Browns at home. Speaking of Browns, they beat the Texans because, you know, God hates us and, you know, maybe... Deshaun Watson had a terrible game, but of course the special teams and the defense combined for three touchdowns because can't have fun. Um, yeah, he didn't look great, uh, Caleb, but I mean, I don't, don't know how much of this game you watch, but what did you think about the uh, outcome? Yeah, I mean, I picked up uh, Brown's defense in fantasy this week. One oh, you're loving me the week. One me the week, but yeah, I mean, Texans are pretty clearly going to get the first pick, probably going to take Bryce Young. You know, it's just they're not the team to watch, but I look at the Browns. And I'm telling you, they're not quite dead. Yeah. Because yeah. they're five and seven now. Mm-hmm. If they can get to nine wins, they're good chance they're in. And you know, they're gonna get the Bengals who are better, but they have always played the Bengals really well. They're gonna get the Ravens probably without Lamar and then Saints Commander Steelers. They can they could win four of those games. I don't know if they will, they'll probably win three if I had to guess, but there's a yeah. chance they win four. So they're not completely dead yet, but Mm -hmm. uh, Deshaun Watson looked really rusty, which was to be expected. Mm -hmm. And I think whether they win four out of the last five is is, is obviously going to be if if he improves or not. So just something to monitor, though. The Browns are not quite dead yet. Yeah, no, they're not dead at all, and it's uh, it's that's not fun um to think of as him and who wish they were dead. But I mean, that that win against the Bucks last week really saved their season, in my opinion. Um, yeah. and then Texans obviously, you know, defense carried them. Bengals game, uh, I'm sick to my stomach. This is like the textbook trap game. I think Cleveland could absolutely win this game. They've just they've owned Burrow. The Bengals are going to be riding high coming off this huge win against the Chiefs, but that's a little scary. Like you said, Ravens without Lamar. You know, winnable for them. I'm not sure how winnable the commanders and the Steelers on the road are, though. I will say. Um, I yeah. think both those teams are pretty tough outs in January. So we'll see. I mean, honestly, Caleb, 
if we're being straight here, I don't want mean to be too much of a hater, but if Watson just play like if Watson plays how he played, they're not going to get three defensive touchdowns slash special team touchdowns. No, they're not. Like it, like they literally they scored you know you subtract they scored what six points of offense six points of offense all in the fourth quarter, um, and, and everything else was a defensive or a special teams touchdown. So that doesn't you know fill me with tons of confidence moving forward. Chubb didn't even have a great game, but I mean again like you said they're not dead yet, which is a little scary, but. Um, they're going to have to have pick up some some pretty quality wins. So if they do make the playoffs, it's because they earned it and they picked up some quality wins. But um, they're definitely not dead yet uh, by any uh, sense of the imagination. Uh, last one o'clock game, uh, kind of a poop fest if you think about it. But I mean, God, oh my God, what an ugly game. Broncos nine, Ravens 10. Um, Broncos didn't score a touchdown. Color me surprised. Russell Wilson only only through fighting completions, but didn't even break 190 yards. You know, it's the Russell Wilson experience now. Lamar Jackson getting hurt, though, is the biggest story here. So, Caleb, I mean, I will remove ourselves from this game because it was a little meaningless outside of the fact that the Ravens did actually come back and win and maintain their AFC North lead. But um, what do you think looking down the road for this Ravens team? No Lamar for like two weeks, most likely. So probably not for the Steelers or the Browns game. Are you concerned about them dropping out of the playoff race or do you still feel very, very confident they'll be playing deep into January? I'm not concerned about that because like I said earlier, there's at this point six teams in the AFC that are locks pretty mm-hmm. much. And and the Ravens are one of them. They built yeah. up enough of a, a cushion. But they're, they're going to lose a couple more games. Probably they're underdogs against both the Steelers and the Browns, although they'll probably win one of those two games. But, I mean, the division is probably going to come down to the last week of the season against the Bengals, if we're mm-hmm. being honest. It's probably going to come down to that. And Lamar should be back. So, this is a Ravens team that even with Lamar, I mean, they have just so many blown leads. So, I'm going to have my concerns with them. I think they're not quite as good as their record shows, but they are still a playoff team. They're a good team. And then the Broncos, I just don't know, man. I thought, I thought they would at least fight for a playoff spot, you know, 9-10 wins, but... This is a disaster. I think Hackett's one of the rare instances where you got to fire a coach after you won. And yeah. then Russell Wilson, I just don't know. I, I don't know about the Broncos. It's it's bad. I don't yeah. I didn't even watch this game because I don't watch the Broncos. Yeah. No, I didn't watch much of this game either. I was mostly just praying for a Blanc- Broncos win for AFC North stuff. But Caleb, I, I you know how much I hate saying I told you so. But I, I, I was had so many doubts about this Broncos team before the season. It's a little nice to see them pay off, just because I just everybody was predicting this team to you know win like 10, 11 games. I just wasn't convinced. I mean, yeah, nine games prediction is still way too much, but I feel like I was kind of bullied into those nine games. Um, but yeah, Broncos don't look good. They're just they're horrendous, and they're going to need to figure it out in the offseason because you can't get rid of Russ. You just you can't, and you have no draft pick, and they're really they're in big trouble. Um, I really think Elway did sell his soul for that uh, Super Bowl Fifty win because there's there's no way the corpse of Peyton Manning wins that game unless you know there was some deal with the devil. But uh, yeah, Ravens good win. I mean, Huntley has gotten featured a bunch of times in the past three seasons, so we know he's like a serviceable backup. Obviously, he's yeah. not Lamar Jackson, but he can do his job just fine. Um, so he did a good job leading a drive, you know, to get in the win. Looking down the road. To answer my own question, I am not concerned about the Ravens missing the playoffs at all. I mean, they would the only way they miss the playoffs is that they lose out and they play the Steelers twice, yeah. the Falcons, the Browns, and the Bengals. Um, so there's no way they lose out in that situation. The, the, you can probably just write in the Falcons for a win, especially at home. Um, but I mean, if they could just split with the Steelers, if, I mean, if the Falcons win, split with the Steelers, guaranteed playoff, you 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 beat the Browns and you probably win the division. Um, because there's no the Bengals aren't gonna win out. So as long as you don't drop what two games, I think you have let, guaranteed yourself the division win 
um, which is, uh, I think, good for the Ravens for that home playoff game. So um, we'll see what they can do going down, going forward. But I don't think Lamar's injury is as massive of a deal as people will make it out to be because Huntley can do his job. I honestly was going to pick the Steelers to beat them anyway on Sunday, even if Lamar was playing. So this doesn't change that for me. What it does change is how I view their game against the Browns. But we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. All the one o'clock games done. Finally, this means we can move on to the game of the week. Caleb, it is official. Patrick Mahomes is owned by Lou Anarumo and Joe Burrow. They were his parents. They divorced, and now they share custody of him because he just cannot get anything done against those two guys. It's so satisfying as a Bengals fan. This was an elite win for Cincinnati. I could rant forever, but I'll let you go first. You're a neutral fan. What do you think about this game? I mean, this game was exciting, and I think if you look, the Bengals just something about them. You know, they, they just match up really well with the Chiefs. I think that looks like it's going to be the AFC rivalry. Everyone was like Chiefs-Bills. But at this point, it looks like Chiefs-Bengals. I mean, those are the games that have delivered, and the Bengals have shown that they can beat them in the playoffs. So the Bengals are one of the hottest teams right now. I mean, they got off to a slow start, but now they are clicking. They didn't even have Joe Mixon. At this point, this is going to be a hot take. I think you'll probably like this. and You'll probably agree, maybe because you're a little biased, but I don't know. Yeah. At this point, I might have to put Joe Burrow as the second-best quarterback, even above Josh Allen. I might have to. I might have to do it. I might have to do it. I think he's out. I think him and Josh Allen are really close, but I can't put him below third. I think there's a clear top three quarterback. Oh, right yeah, now. no, I completely agree. I think I, there's a clear top three. Uh, and, and yeah, so the Bengals look really good in the Chiefs. I mean, they're going to have to beat the Bengals eventually. They're going to have to do it, but they're probably going to win out. I mean, they got a really easy rest of the schedule. So they'll win out, which will probably get them to buy. The buy. Mm-hmm. So we'll see there. But it was a great game. And once again, the Bengals looked scary. And I think we have to understand and we have to realize the fact that it would not be shocking if they made it back to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, the Burrow thing, I don't know if he's top two, just because Allen's hurt. Um, Yeah, that's true. Allen is still better than Joe Burrow as much as I love him. Um, but I'm I'm all I am all on board for the Joe Burrow being the third best QB in the NFL train because there's nobody in the NFC that's better than him. Um, and mm. I think he's separated himself from Herbert at this point. I'm sorry. I know I say this every episode. I don't want to get on my Herbert soapbox every time. Justin Herbert lost to what 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 were they? You know, the four and seven Raiders. He lost to the four and seven Raiders. And the big excuse was he had no O-line. Joe Burrow made a Super Bowl last year with no O-line. And I think we're starting yeah. to see that separation. This was a fantastic game from Mr. Shicey himself, uh, Joe Burrow. And again, like all around, this was a great game from the Bengals. And, you know, the Browns loss was rough. Um, that was really, really bad. But you can see since that embarrassment, they flipped the switch. They really have. I mean, four in a row, two of them coming against very good teams. One of those two wins coming against the, coming on the road. They beat the Panthers convincingly. They led the Steelers the whole time. They led the Titans the whole time. They honestly led the Chiefs kind of the whole time. I mean, it was a little close in the third quarter, but they felt like they were in control that entire game. Defense played fantastic. Samaje Piran looks like a revelation. T. Higgins and Jamar Chase were both eating. Um, and it was really, really good to have Jamar back. And this Bengals team set up, man. They are set up for a stretch run. Last year, their slogan was, why not us? This year, their slogan is, they have to play us. And it's true. They play a lot of very, very good teams. They already played the Titans, the Chiefs, two good teams. Browns, we just talked about, they're not dead. They play them next week. That should be a good game. Got to go on the road and play the Bucks, who are probably going to win the division. Patriots on the road, never easy, especially on a day like Christmas Eve. Then they have the Bills at, at home on Monday Night Football. That should be a movie. Um, and then the Ravens at home to potentially win the division. I don't think they win out. I think they lose one of Browns, Bills, 
Bills, Ravens. Um, but I, yeah. I think they should beat the Patriots and then win, you know, two out of the other three I just named. Um, but yeah, I also, I don't, I also think, I also think they'll beat the Bucks. Um, so Caleb, I don't know, man. I was, I was a little, I mean, you could probably go back and listen to some old episodes and I was probably, you know, freaking out. I was really scared when they were like two and three, um, when they started zero and two, but God, like this team and their losses haven't even been like horrendous. Like the one loss they had that was really, really bad was the Brown game. Obviously that was a blowout. All the other ones they lost on field goals at the death. They lost to the Ravens field goal at the buzzer. They lost to the Cowboys field goal at the buzzer. They lost to the Steelers field goal at the buzzer. And they only lost that Steelers game because their long snapper tore his bicep. Like how unlucky do you have to be? Um, and outside of that, they've they've honestly they've steamrolled teams. This was this game um, and the Saints game were really like they're like two super super close wins. I know the Titans say twenty to sixteen, um, but th- I thought that game wasn't as close as the final score indicated because the Bengals had the lead most of the time. Um, and this were like this game and the Saints game are the two like really close, tough wins. Um, and, and this game, especially, I mean, this team just has some balls and I think they're led by Joe Burrow. Zach Taylor still criminally underrated as much crap as I've given in this entire season. He's still a criminally underrated head coach. He does a great job rallying guys. Burrow looked good. Like you said, he is probably the third best QB in the NFL. And I don't think that's absurd to say, um, P Ryan again, running angry when Joe Mixon comes back, they're going to have to be one and two. Oh my God, I didn't even talk about the defense. Joseph Osai got a sack. Oh, I love him so much. I'm so happy he got a sack. He's been, he's been, you know, it been that interior edge rusher for them all season, which is funny because he played outside linebacker at Texas in college. Um, the secondary actually looked good. Uh, Mike Hilton made some big tackles. Cam Taylor Britt is making me like him more and more by the week. Eli Apple is still not great, but you know, not terrible either. Um and this team, this team just beats the Chiefs, Caleb. I don't really know what it is. But they seem to win games against good teams. And I think that's the Joe Burrow mm-hmm. effect. So just a fantastic win um, for the Bengals. We'll get to uh, we'll get to Big Brock here uh, up next because the Niners beat the Dolphins by 16. Both teams going to 8-4 and four after this. Jimmy G broke his foot, though. And it's going to look like your boy Brock Purdy is going to be the QB for the foreseeable future in San Fran. Caleb, both sides, what do you think about this matchup? I mean, this game... Well, I kind of got a lot of thoughts on this game, but to be honest with you, it isn't too surprising that we saw how it ended up. I mean, the 49ers, I think their defense is the best defense in the league. I mean, it is fantastic. They've got so much star power. But then, I mean, the Dolphins, I just don't know. I'm still not a full believer in them. They're a good team. They're going to make the playoffs. They're going to be like the five seed, but I just don't know. I'm still not completely sold on Tua. I got to be honest with yeah, you. I think no, I kind of agree with you. That he's good, and I definitely is better than I thought. I mean, before the season started, I didn't even know if he'd be a starter in the league in a few years. He's definitely better than that. He's a pretty good quarterback, but I think the hype that's been around him is a little bit unwarranted. I still think he's probably an average quarterback in this league. And, I mean, when the, when the situation's not great, when he's playing a great defense, when he's getting pressure on him, he just doesn't perform very well. And then the 49ers, I mean, I think they can still win games with Brock Purdy. I mean, if we're being honest, I think he does what he needs to do. I always said, I said when he got drafted, I said, I really thought he would be a high-quality backup for his career. I mean, he, I've watched him a lot, obviously. And, you know, he, he makes plays. He sometimes makes mistakes, but he's going to make plays. He's a really good locker room guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, he and you know, he's, he's mobile, actually, if you, if you watch that game. He's really good at rolling out. So yeah. they're going to win games because they have a great defense and a great weapons. And, mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't even ask Jimmy G to do that much. I mean, it's a very quarterback-friendly system. Oh, yeah. So I think that they're going to, you know, they're still going to win the division. 
mm-hmm. they're still gonna they're gonna end up playing like the Giants or something in the first round. Mm-hmm. I think they can they'll win that with him. Mm-hmm. And then the question is then the divisional round because it sounds like Jimmy G probably wouldn't be back till the NFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. So I guess then for the divisional round, I guess would be the one would be I don't know if he can go on the road to a Philly or a Minnesota or something like that and win. But yeah. I'm not worried about the 49ers, really. I mean, mm-hmm. at this point, especially in terms of the regular season, I don't think there's going to be a big drop-off at this point. Yeah. So, home and, let me ask you this. Home and road aside, like ignoring home field advantage, if this game was at a neutral site, how many teams in the NFC do you think beat the Niners at a neutral site right now? Maybe probably – Eagles, mm-hmm. uh, maybe Cowboys, maybe Vikings. Yeah, I think as, like that's just the big kind of line there yeah. is the Vikings. They're I mean, top four. Yeah. And oh, I agree. They're definitely a very, very clear top four. I just don't – I honestly, Caleb, I don't think the Vikings beat the Niners at, the, at a neutral field. Yeah, I, I don't know. Even with Brock Purdy playing, I mean, like – and like you said, he's not, like, doing that much – like, he's not – the drop-off between him and Garoppolo isn't so extreme just because the offense is so QB-friendly. And he played with confidence, too. Like, he didn't look scared out there, which is important. Um, yeah. You know, McCaffrey's going to do everything he can. They sh- they they won't be getting Elijah Mitchell back for a couple of weeks, but Debo looked fine. He did his job. Ayuk looked fine. Um, <clears throat> and again, yeah, I think the Niners look pretty good. Um, I think they're starting to resurge a little bit after kind of a shaky start. But I'll go back to the Dolphins real quick because I'm kind of the – I guess we're both AFC guys. But um, I – this team, like you said, like, I just, I'm just not so convinced. We'll see what happens with the Dolphins over the next couple of weeks because they go at the Chargers. Um, I think, unless I'm doing my math wrong, on a slightly short week, I think I might be doing my math wrong. Um, then they go Bills uh, on the road. Those are two really, really hard games back to back. The Bills are definitely on a short week. Yeah, yeah no, no. Chargers, uh, Chargers are on a on a, a normal size week. Bills are on a short week. Um then they go to the Packers at home. That's it. Should be a very, very winnable game, but you never know with Mister Rogers. Um, Patriots on the road. You know they beat the Patriots at home in Week One, but that was, uh, I think, a, a, honestly, a very, very different Patriots team to what we're seeing now. And the Jets at home, who kind of smacked them earlier in the year. So there's, there's like, there's a lot of parity here with what could happen over the second half because there's a Caleb, there's a reality where the only win one out of the last five games, and all of a sudden you're like, whoa, they're nine and eight, and are we really sure they're that good? Um, but I mean, I don't, again, I don't want to like super overreact, but it, Caleb, it feels like Tua hasn't beaten an elite defense all year no, outside yeah. of the Bills game, which was like a complete, uh, that felt kind of fluky to me. Like the super, super, super hot. It was a divisional game. Weird stuff was happening outside of that. Tua hasn't really beaten an elite defense. I wouldn't call the Ravens defense elite. Um, I wouldn't call the Steelers defense elite. I think both those units are top 10, but in my mind, elite is like top six, top five. Um, and he hasn't, he hasn't beaten any of those units. The jets are certainly an elite unit as are the Niners. And he didn't beat um, them. Uh, he didn't look good against them either. So I just, I have some concerns about him moving forward. Uh, but you know, you know, like I said, the schedule could really go either way. They've got some winnable games. Assuming they win them, they'll probably get to 10 wins at least. Um, and you know, they'll, they'll set themselves up. They won't win the division. I don't think, but they'll set themselves up for a, probably a favorable wildcard matchup most likely against the Titans, but they could play the Bengals or the Ravens. I think they could beat the Ravens, absolutely, because they already did. Um, the Bengals game, if it's in Cincinnati, would be a different story, I think. But um, we'll have to see what happens with them. 
So after the Niners Dolphins game here, we'll touch. I guess I talked about it a little bit earlier. Um, we'll touch on Chargers Raiders briefly. Uh, you know, I, I already did a little bit of Herbert hating, so I'm going to talk about the Raiders. Um, yeah, they honestly played pretty well. The Raiders have looked kind of good ever since losing to Jeff Saturday. Um, and then the tears coming out, they looked solid. I mean, that that Seahawks win was really really important for them. Again, just much like the Browns, they've been playing for their season and they're saving it like week in week out. Because they could obviously, like, you know, winning out would be huge for them. But, I mean, hey, Rams on the road next week. Patriots at home the week after that. Two wins. All of a sudden, you're 7-7. Seven and seven. You know, it ain't over yet. It feels like we've said the Raiders have, are dead, like, multiple times this year. But they've somehow clawed their way back um, with, like, win streaks and all that. Um, but, you know, they, they looked good against the Chargers team. They played very, very strong defense. Carr, the offense looked good. Chandler Jones, finally. Finally, Chandler Jones. You and I both hyped him up like crazy this offseason. And he finally made a huge impact. Um, so I think that felt good uh, on the Raiders side. So Caleb, what do you think about this AFC West? Yeah, I mean the Raiders definitely. I think it's a little bit too late, especially considering their last two games at the Forty Nine. I mean that's really brutal, and that's probably going to cost them mm-hmm. a chance of the playoffs. But they've at least revived the season where you can look at it and you can say, okay, it wasn't a total failure. It was obviously growth throughout the season, and they're doing this without Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro. So I think you you look at that and you say, okay, we, we there's got something there we feel pretty good about going into next season. So overall, I mean, the Chargers, though, I just, I don't know. I think they're still probably the favorite to get the seven seed because their schedule is quite favorable. Yeah. They've got the Dolphins, you know, which it's at home at least. Then they got the Titans, which is winnable. And then Colts, Rams, Broncos, which should all three be wins. So I think they're probably still going to squeak in there and get the seven seed, which mm-hmm. might save Brandon Staley's job, even if because making the playoffs delays the firing to the point all the best candidates will be gone. Yeah, But I I don't know. I still don't really think he's the guy. And there's just – there's something not right. I mean, they – I know they got injuries on the O-line and all that, but – Still, there's just something where they always just feel like they they should just be doing a little bit more. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like you said, they'll probably still sneak in. Um, but the Caleb, the Jets got a better record. I'm just saying the Jets have a better yeah. record. No. And if the Chargers are losing games like this, I'm not sure it's super easy to trust them. Um, like you said, schedule's very easy. Dolphins next week. Um, Titans the week after that. Those are the two hardest games by a mile. But at the Colts, that's no cakewalk. Um, Rams at home, they'd low win that game. Um, and then Broncos on the road, who knows? But I still think they'll probably get to nine wins. So I think yeah. it's going to come down to tiebreakers, Caleb, um, in my opinion, with them, yeah. which means they'll probably sneak in, which is kind of funny because they just, they've just underachieved so much this year. Again, it feels like every year we're having this conversation about the Cardinals. Staley should be fired, even if they make the playoffs. He should be fired. I mean, hell, look at your uh, look at your Titans. They fired Wiz and Hunt, even though they made the playoffs and won a playoff game, and they replaced him with Mike Vrabel, who was a great move. Yeah, so it's not. I think you're not dead if you fire the guy after the playoffs. But um, this Chargers team just it's got a lot of questions, and I feel like I hate on them every week, so I, I feel bad. They're, they're still a very talented unit, um, but they need to get just get. 
they, their coaching just needs to be better. Herbert, he, he's playing fine and he's just got, he doesn't have any help. Again, I think, you know, you can point comparisons to Burrow who didn't have as much O-line help and went on to win a lot of games. Um, but you can also just say, Hey, the head coach was really bad and the head coach wasn't that bad for Mr. Burrow. So, um, it's hard to do all that, but yeah, chargers again, not looking great. We'll see what they can do next week against the Dolphins. That should be a really good test for them. If they're really like that team, they'll beat the dolphins at home. Um, but we'll, we'll have to see more West football. Now Seahawks pushing to seven and five after beating the lowly now three and nine Rams who did just pick up Baker Mayfield did not have that on my 2022 bingo card or even my 20, anything bingo card. Um, and yeah, I mean, Geno Smith looked pretty good again. He carried the, the, the offense statistically 28 for 39, 367, and three touchdowns. Kenneth Walker hurt, though, which is a little scary. Uh, Caleb, what'd you think about this NFC West matchup? I mean, this was one I feel like the Seahawks had to have. I mean, you lose this one, then you're on a three game losing streak, then you risk missing the playoffs, honestly. If, you, if they would have lost that one, you could say the Giants and the Commanders both going to get in. But now they're back to seven and five. They got a fairly easy schedule. They play the Panthers next week. They do with the Niners and Chiefs, but they got the Jets at home and the Rams again. So it looks like they're pretty close to a playoff lock after pulling that one out, which is something I don't think anybody expected. Yeah. But the Rams, I don't know. I don't really get the Baker Mayfield thing. I know that Stafford's out, but I mean, they're three and nine. They're dead in the water. I, there's no playoff push to make. Yeah. They're so, just, they're I, done. so I don't I don't really get it. I know the Rams culture is, you know, they did it with OBJ and a couple other guys. They have a history of bringing in guys who have been struggling lately and helping them improve, turn them around. Maybe that's what they're trying to do. But I don't know. I just I mean, it's not really a big deal if they sign Baker because this team is done. So it's not really a storyline. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 just still I mean, it's still really surprising how rough this team is. And it looks like. The, the window on their defense is, is closed as well. Yeah, um, just a lot of, you know, windows all over the shop. I mean, I don't know what the Rams are going to do. I think they're going to try to retool this offseason and then run at it again next year. Um, because, yeah. you, you know, not too long ago, some experts thought they were going to go 14 and three. That wasn't that wasn't too mm-hmm. long ago. So this team still got talent. Um, I'm sorry. I have to mention that every time they lose because I'm a terrible person. Uh, Seahawks, though, they looked good. Um, you know, kind of quelling some doubts after a couple of rough weeks, uh, especially that Raiders loss that might hurt them in the long run, but Hey, they look fine and they have that last place schedule. So they go Panthers, Niners, Chiefs, Jets, Rams. Uh, they should beat the Rams again. They'll probably beat the Panthers. Boom. You're sitting at nine wins. That's probably a ticket in the NFC to go to the playoffs. You might win one of Niners and Jets. I, you probably won't win one of Niners and Jets. Um, but you know, all in all, I think a fine showing from Seattle. They took care of business. Rams, again, they're just so dead in the water. If I was the GM, and I'm not because I'm not listening, I haven't won a Super Bowl, I would just trade everyone. I'd be like, hey, Pittsburgh, here's hometown guy Aaron Donald. Can we have a first-round pick? And then like a bunch of like fourths and fifths, please. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, somebody who you know likes burnt toast on their team. No. Um, somebody who needs a corner. Here's Jalen Ramsey. Can we have like a couple, like two seconds and three thirds or something like that? I just like recoup your picks because my God, they have no draft capital and like no depth and no young talent. And it's kind of falling apart so quickly for them. But hey, a ring is a ring. I got to respect it. I respect the hustle. A ring is a ring. So um, they're they're doing what they got to do. Sunday night was close until it wasn't. Cowboys closed the game on a 33-0 run and won 54 to 19. Caleb, they just, they, they shallocked them and the Cowboys are looking really good. Colts are dead in the water, but how scary do you think this Cowboys team is long-term? I mean, this was a close game until the fourth quarter. 
when the Colts just had a, a massive collapse. But mm-hmm. I mean, you can never go all in on the Cowboys. It always feels like even and they're good. It's like, oh, they're gonna actually be good in the playoffs. But yeah, looks like they're gonna get the five seed. So they'll play Tampa. Uh, first round on the road, so they'll have to go on the road, even though they have a way better record. But I mean, they lost. They lost to them on the first week of the season, and they really struggled. I think they're mm-hmm. better. They're a better team than they were then. But mm-hmm. still, it's something to monitor. But I don't know. At this point, you know, they play the Texans next week. The spread is seventeen. One of the biggest spreads I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, so, whatever. Uh, I think the Eagles, uh, Cowboys, Eagles. I mean, on on Christmas Eve, that'll be the circle game on everybody's calendar if they can win that one then i think we have to really you know respect this team as a serious super bowl contender there's no question they're good but i just i don't know i don't know if i can go super bowl contender just because i've been i've seen it too many times how it ends up going. yeah no I, I concur i think right now i can't just because it's the cowboys and it's a little scary but hey dak looked good caleb I, I, I have, I have like gone to my fortune teller. I've been like, I've done my prayers. I've gotten the candles in the circle. I've learned the chance and the prophecy have told me they're going to give Tony Pollard a huge contract in this off season and then regret it in like two years because he looked really, really good. And Jerry Jones hasn't been shy about paying running backs before. Um, so I just think the Cowboys, that's just kind of a random thing, but I just think they're just going to give Pollard a huge deal. Cause that's the kind of thing they do. Hey, um, I know the Colts lost another four, eight and one, but I want to give Matt Ryan his flowers a little bit because as somebody who's been not really a big Matt Ryan fan, I wasn't anti Matt Ryan. He just, he's Matt Ryan. Um, after he got benched, I thought his career was completely over. I thought he was done. I thought he should, you know, retire all that stuff. He's been pretty good since getting unbenched. And I mean, I think you can credit Jeff Saturday for giving some, giving him some, you know, you know, enthusiasm and passion and fire. But, you know, statistically, he's had a pretty good run here. This Cowboys defense is good. And he went 21 for 37, 233 and two touchdowns. I mean, I know they lost by 30, but it just was kind of like, I think once the Colts got down by two scores in the fourth quarter, they quit. And so the Cowboys were able to run it up to five scores. Um, and, you know, Alec Pierce out of Cincinnati, he's looking pretty good. So the Colts aren't as, you know, dead in the water long term as we thought they were like, you know, you know, five weeks ago. I don't think Saturday is their long term guy, but I mean, he's done a fine job stepping in. I do think they would actually be worse for themselves if they made Saturday the long term guy, because I feel like you're just catching lightning in a bottle with here uh, with him here. But hey, they have a mid mid round first round pick, you know, bring on Will Levis. I don't I'm I'm not a big Will Levis guy. I don't think you are either, but. Um, you know, you need QB talent somewhere so they could bring him on. He's got tools, coach him up. Um, but I don't think they can go veteran QB carousel again. But yeah, the Cowboys looked good. I'm just a little hesitant just because, you know, Caleb, like you said, to the Cowboys, this is going to happen every year. They look good. Um, but, you know, it's hard to trust them in the playoffs. Speaking of trust, one thing you can always trust on. Uh, Tom Brady making really, really making comebacks in the last like two minutes of games that really make me upset as somebody who, you know, is kind of it's a little annoying to see him win sometimes. But God, um, he's he's still he still got some of it. I mean, he was pretty bad for three and a half quarters, but he really turned it up when it mattered. Uh, he threw the ball 54 times, 281, two touchdowns, 36 completions. Uh, Saints blew a pretty bad lead. Caleb, I mean, uh, somehow the Bu- the Bucks still haven't put this division away, despite the fact that they're six and six and everyone else is terrible. Um, but what did you think about this Monday night matchup? I mean, it, it was pretty incredible. I think the Saints, we knew they were, they were not that good. And I don't know if they're super well coached at this point. I, I thought that Dennis Allen Hyde wasn't bad, you know, because he had done so well against the Buccaneers. But he might just be more of a coordinator. But Tampa, I don't know. 
I mean, I talked about this with the Cowboys. It looks like it's pretty much almost a guarantee we're going to get Bucks cowboys in the wild card round. I, I, I just don't know. I think that Tom Brady, I mean, it's hard to doubt him. I don't think this team is that good. That's the thing. But at the same time, it's like, I feel like you can't doubt Tom Brady. And after that comeback, I mean, it's it's just like he keeps doing it. And I want to see they play the 49ers and the Bengals in the next two weeks. So that's two really tough games. Mm-hmm. But if they can win even one of those, then I'll have a little bit more hope. But for now, it's one of those teams where it's like, I I can't totally write them off because they got Tom Brady. But at the same time, I would still be shocked if they made like a deep playoff run because they just don't look like they have it. No, yeah. I completely agree. Um, yeah, they have Tom Brady, but he hasn't. Has he played a really, really good game? Like through all four quarters this year, has he played a good game? Like through all four quarters? I don't think so. Bucks haven't scored more than 20. It's 20. It's, I think 22 might be their season. No, 31 is their season high, and it was the Chiefs' loss. Outside of that, 22 is their season high, and it was another loss. Um, so the points they've scored in their wins are as follows 19, 20, 21, 16, 21, 17. You need to be like a top five scoring offense to really make a run in the play- in the postseason, And they're just not that. Um, so I think they could give whoever, like they could give somebody a good fight. Um, absolutely. That's entirely possible. But like you said, they got two tough games coming up at Niners versus Bengals. If they can win one of those two, I'll feel very confident, but it's hard for me to predict they win both um, or even one, uh, you know, Cardinals on the road, Panthers home Falcons on the road, not a hard way to end the season. They could very realistically win nine games and win the division because yeah. Um, but you know, right now I just, again, it's a trust thing and it's just hard for me to trust them. And that is all the games. What a what a good week we had, Caleb. We had some blots. We had some some tight ones. We even had a tie. Uh, I think we had a pretty good week this week in the NFL. Um, so we're you know looking ahead. Week fourteen up next. You know the season's flying by. I said that every single episode, but it truly is. Um, and that's gonna do it for this episode of the All Nine Yards Podcast, Caleb. Any last words to the people before we sign off? Well, like you said, it was it was a good week. I think we're really getting to the crunch time now, where it's like we can really see the playoff picture start to form, which is fun. And the next week, I mean, there's some really important playoff game next next week so i'm excited for that yeah i agree um we're gonna have some games that all have implications heading up and and that should be pretty good um especially next week again you know uh, as a Bengals guy i'm very very scared for the browns game because that's like quintessential trap but i think eagles on the road against the giants is going to be a good test uh we're getting to the point where thursday night football is just a classic you know five and seven versus three and nine banger but hey if the raiders win they're not dead just saying if the raiders win they're not dead um you know we got jets bills uh, Vikings, Lions, a lot of good games. Ravens, Steelers, a lot, a lot of good games. So uh, next week should be good. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this, to this episode of the All Nine Yards Podcast. For my co-host, Caleb Arthur, I'm Luke Lunder. Again, thanks for listening. Stay safe. Happy holidays, and we'll talk to you next time.